first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom who was on hey, crack sports man come on now hey bro you listening to the sports desk you're listening to the sports show new sports desk To the sports desk, I'm your man's one more time, Desiree L. Hicks Jr. And uh, you know we we talk sports here. We talk sports here a lot, but ever so once in a while, unfortunately, we have to start off the show like this. So me and Black are products of the culture. 
All right, we're products of the culture of music, uh, fashion, uh, uh, sports, uh, as you all know. And from time to time, we've dealt with some significant losses, you know, in the culture and in our lives personally. I mean, a la Nipsey Hussle, Kobe Bean Bryant. And unfortunately, today we have to give one more set of rest in peace uh, to a king. Um, just want to say rest in peace, young Dolph. Um, I'm going to let my homeboy kind of give his sentiments because I'm just going to keep it 1,000%. He a Dolph guy, man. That was his man's. And you know what I'm saying? And I just want to give my respect to Dolph, his family. When you see it, it hurts you. You know, it hurts you. It don't matter if you their biggest fan or not, man, because you know what that man was doing in his community and what he was doing for the people around him in such a positive way. Uh, we're not here to talk about no negativity with young Dolph. He was killed in a senseless act of violence uh, this past week in his hometown of Memphis. So um, with us being who we are and what we come from with this music game and fashion and sports, we got to do this, man. We wouldn't be real if we didn't. So I just want to say one more time, rest in peace, Young Dolph. Yeah, man, rest in peace, Young Dolph. Been a tough couple days, my boy, a tough couple days. You know, Young Dolph being gunned down in his hometown. You know, being a fan of Dolph since... I first heard him in 2010, 2011, man. I mean, mm -hmm. before Dolph even made a name for him for itself. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was coming up, for me, it was it was Gucci. You can ask that it was Gucci, Jeezy, and then Dolph came along. Mm -hmm. You know, and and man, I I fell in love with this guy, man. Musically, everything about him, man. The way he just just a family man, and you know, give back. You know, do all those great things, man. Always wanted to be in this city. Doing things for his city, never left. He always stayed put. Most people we see, they leave their cities, don't come come from their city, they leave and don't come back. But Dolph put a lot of love in the city, man, and it's unfortunate that he was gunned down in his hometown. You know, um, he's going to be missed. Send prayers out to his family, his children. You know, everyone, brother, that was involved or had something to do with Dolph. Well, you know, rest. Uh, we send our condolences out here at the sports desk, man. It's tough, D man. This one, this one hit me kind of hard, man. Being a fan and you know hearing this music for the past couple of days, thought it'd give me a little energy, a little. But it just kind of got me down, man, because I know he gone. Mm -hmm. You know, I know he gone. We ain't mm -hmm. gonna get those those gems from Dolph that we used to getting. Yeah. But man, um, may he rest in peace. Um, once again, uh, prayers to his family. Wish them, you know, all all the best moving forward. Man, this man owned his own masters. Y'all go download his music, stream it, stream it, stream it, stream it, stream it. and that all go to his family, man. So, yeah, man, it's it's been tough, D, but rest in peace, Young Dolph. Yes, sir, for sure, for sure. You know, one more time, man, for Memphis, hold your head. You know, everybody involved, sending prayers uh, your way. You know, if you're an underground music uh, fan. You've seen Dolph rise, man. It's, it's all I like Gucci. It's like Jeezy. Like at one point in time, we these dudes was just getting uh <laughs> in the dirtiest bars in the world, man. And only certain <laughs> it's only certain folks yeah. was listening to him. You know, and Dolph come from that. You know, he come from the slums of music, grinding and grinding, not taking the cheap way out, man. And uh, one more time, man, you know, we hate to do this, man, but we got to. You know what I'm saying? Because this is for the culture. We just want to say one more time, you know, rest in peace to young Dolph, man, for sure. Smell what the rock is cooking.
on now. All right, Black. So this week, my mans, it has been 25 years, my man, since The Rock made his WWF, WWE debut, man. 25 years of The Rock. We have seen it all. We've seen just how electrifying that he was in the squared circle, how entertaining he was on the microphone. And we've seen what he's been able to do when he left, well, when he took a break from wrestling with his movie career. One of the most popular, successful entertainers in all of the world. But we ain't here to talk about that. We're here talking about the eyebrow raising. <laughs> Versace shirt wearing. Rocky, my via Black, what are your sentiments on 20? Five years of The Rock. Man, 25 years of excitement, D. Absolutely. You know, this guy is done everything for wrestling, man. The wrestling, it was he was one of those guys that changed the culture of wrestling. Yes, sir. You know, he he had the swag, he had the looks, he had the the eyebrow, the shades, the the cool hair, yep. the Versace shirts, just everything about the rock, man, and then being in that ring with that with that microphone uh, in his hands. Man, one of the best you'll ever see. Magic. You know, so uh, <laughs> I'm excited, man, to be talking about The Rock 25 years, man. And I hope we'll have more memories coming back from The Rock. I sure. hope he come back and, and bless us with something else, sure. you know. But, man, uh, we've as wrestling fans, we've been blessed to be a part to see Rock from his start to when he stopped, man. And uh, it's, it's truly, truly a great thing. Yeah, man. Uh, the Rock is one of my favorites of all time. Um, like Black said, he really changed the culture in wrestling, man. He really brought that swag. At one point in time, they was, you know, comparing him to just Ric Flair when he went from Rocky Maivia just to The Rock because of the style that he brought and his gift on the microphone. But his athleticism and what he did in the ring, his robberies with Stone Cold and Triple H. This guy was just a trendsetter, man. And he really brought life into wrestling. There's only a few people you was looking for when it was time for Monday Night Raw, man, in his era. You was looking for D-Generation X. You was looking for uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then you was looking for Sable. That's who you was looking for. <laughs> and then you was looking for The Rock. Yeah. I mean, you had Undertaker and Mankind. And, Mick, Mick, Mankind and you you had a lot of different different uh, characters back then. But those four were on fire at one point. Rock, DX, Sable, and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's just the truth. Mm -hmm. And no disrespect to The Undertaker. But at one point in time, The Undertaker wasn't cool in that era at one point in mm -hmm. time. Believe it or not, it's true. I'm telling the truth. No hate. Just truth. But when The Rock's music hit, whether he was a, a good guy or a bad guy, you knew you was in for it. Mm -hmm. So shout out to The Rock. We hope we see him one more time. He said the other day that he has one more match left in the tank, and I hope we get that. I got a pretty good idea who that match will be against, but I'm going to hold my eggs until that conversation <laughs> gets going, man. But we hope we get to see The Rock one last time. So shout out to The Rock on 25 years. This is his debut in the WWE. Alright, Black Man. Alright, 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 man. So, Black, you having a hard time over there this week with that star, but you cut, man, that top five, man. I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, what you got for uh, this top five. So let's not uh, waste any more time. Let's go ahead and get 
uh, into our top five. I'll be like, man, so one day I'm going to categorize the music in my phone instead of having to look for it every single week for the top five. But it is what it is, man. That's why we do it on the fly. Like, man, Black ain't talking about no docket today. <laughs> we just really hit record, man, and it's been going pretty good. But let's go ahead and get into the top five. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. The sports desk. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Break it down. All right, Black, let's go ahead, man. Let's go ahead and get to this top five and uh, let the people know what we're talking about today. All right, all right, D. This week's top five, and I know you'll get a kick out of this one, sir. Mm -hmm. This week, we have the top five, the most hated fan bases of in sports. Good one. So what you got for me, D? Top five. Top five most hated in sports. And this is in order. All right. Uh, at number five, I have all Boston area fans. <laughs> whether you, <laughs> whether you a Red Sox fan, whether you a Patriots fan, or a Celtic fan, you are on my list. I on a regular can't stand you guys. So that is the Boston area fans. At number four, Hulk Hogan fans. Mm. And it's the older ones in particular. They just don't believe in the evolution of anything. So when you say The Rock and if John Cena or Roman Reigns or the Undertaker, they don't want to have that conversation. They feel like Hogan was all Lord. No, he was not. And I'm going to say it one more time. The Macho Man should have beat him at WrestleMania 4. All right, here we go. At number three, the Florida Gators. I know, I know some of you out there probably think, what, Florida number three? Yeah, believe it or not, I hate two other fan bases more than y'all. The Florida fans just irk my nerves. <laughs> they really irk my nerves, okay? At number two, I hate the Miami Hurricanes. <laughs> hate the Hurricane fans. And the reason I hate y'all so much, y'all should already probably know this by now, but y'all think y'all doing something. Y'all ain't did nothing since y'all in 2000. Most of y'all was in the fifth grade. Y'all ain't did nothing. And at number one, the Philadelphia Eagles can't stand them. I think the mascot sucks. I think the organization is sucks. It makes me sick that they got a Super Bowl win before my Cowboys can get another one. They irk my nerves and they make my stomach bubble. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagle fans, how you doing? What you got, All right, man? that's a good top five, man. At, for me, at number five. I got to agree with you, D. At number five, the Boston Celtic fan. I just hate them. <laughs> they caused my man LeBron so much hell coming I know, through. I, know. I just hated those fans, man. You I go know. back and you look at the days when Michael Jordan, them guys was going there in the older days. Mm -hmm. And them just to see them dealing with all the all the, the cursing and the foul. Man, just everything about Boston, I just hate it. At number four, the Miami Hurricanes. Mm. I hate them. Yep. I hate them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's nothing good I have to say about Miami Hurricane fans. Mm -hmm. You know, they can eat poo poo, whatever <laughs> they want to do. I don't care. At number three, the Florida Gators. Mm. The Florida Gators. I hate them with a passion. Mm. Talk about it. We had we had our guy said sitting here, aka Tyrone Copper, and I just looked at him and man, like I hate Florida. 
<laughs> Disgusted. <laughs> At number two. And I really, they could have easily been number one, but I really, really, really hate this fan base. The New York Yankees. Oh, wow. They just think it's supposed to be giving everything. Yeah, you're right. Like, they just top-notch. I hate Yankees fans. Shout out to Yankees. You know, I w- <laughs> <laughs> and baseball, especially when my Red Sox get them, I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At number one, the Jacksonville Jaguars. You disgust me. <laughs> Wait <a> you, <laughs> you disgust me. Whoa. You sit up here. Wow. You sit up here. For those who didn't hear me, number one, oh the Jacksonville God. Jaguar fan Goodness. base. You disgust me. Jesus. We trying to rebuild something here. Trevor Lawrence is 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 gonna come along. We supposed to be supporting this team, but you let these god awful 49er fans come in here with this 49ers mafia. Oh my god. They sitting up there in the in the pool having a good old time coming from the West Coast. Good God. It looked like we were at a 49ers football game. Sure did. And then I wasn't going to put them on my list, but after I seen that, I say they going down as number one. My Lord. Time in and time out, we allow these teams to come to our city and have more people, have more visitor butts in the seats than home fans. Jaguar fans, you disgust me. Jesus Christ. Right. We have to get it together. Sorry about that, D. That's my top five I, for most hated fan bases. I did not <laughs> expect that. I almost choked in here <laughs> trying to gather myself on exactly what you were saying. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars is Black's number one hated fan base. My God, Duval, let's get it together. All right, man, let's go ahead and come out of our top five and let's get into our start bench or cut. How do I? Oh, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Get into that start, bitch. You cut very, very eager and interested into what you got for me, my man. Yeah, do you know I just get to thinking sometimes? And sure, you throw I bet me you do. Uh, alley oop today. Okay. And I said to myself, hmm, in the spirit of Thanksgiving football, when we have Thanksgiving approaching here very slowly this week. Sure. And man, I got to thinking, wow, the Cowboys are always on foot on on playing football on Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. So, I came up with these three names from the Dallas Cowboys, mm. who's made a name from they, for themselves on Thanksgiving Day. Mm. So, D, I need to know who you're going to start, who you're going to bench, mm, okay. and who you're going to cut. Mm. Number one, Jason Witten, all-world tight end mm. for the Cowboys. Mm, big wit. Number two, Tony Romo, great mm. quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, always very, very exciting. And number three, all-purpose, per- all all-world running back. Emmett Smith. Mm. So I want to know, D, who you're starting, who you're benching, and who are you cutting? Well, the start is easy. I'm, I'm starting Emmett Smith. That's easy. So I'm definitely starting Big E 22. 
And I'm gonna bench, man. I really like Witten, man. He had some great days for us on Thanksgiving, but I can't go against oh. Romo. So I'm gonna bench number nine, no matter what y'all think about him. I love Romo. So oh, I'm gonna man. I'm gonna bench, excuse me, I'm gonna bench Romo and unfortunately Big Wit. You know, I'm gonna explain to you why a little later on, but you out. <laughs> Who you got, Black? Well, I started Emmy Smith mm-hmm. and I benched Jason Witten. Mm. And I and I told Tony Romo, I catch you at another time. You bro. got Romo out of here. Yeah, I got Romo up out of here, man. That's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> That's really unfortunate. That was a good one. I like that. Yeah, so we're coming into Thanksgiving. So before we get to it, I mean, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Most likely, you. this is the only episode you get from the sports desk this week, unless we get some major breaking news. And then, of course, we will service you guys with our conversations about that. But happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your family, enjoy your friends, enjoy your time, you know, with each other. And uh, hope all blessings and good vibes surround you guys uh, during this Thanksgiving holiday. It's my favorite time of the year. I love the holidays. It is. Love the holidays. I love the cooler weather. I love the family time. Love all the stuff that goes on sale. I love it. This is a great uh, time of year. So once again, happy Thanksgiving to all you guys out there from the sports desk. All right, man. Enough. Enough. Enough with all the pleasantries. (laughs) We have a lot to get into today. Let's go ahead and get it, man. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. I got a whole lot of money. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports Why are we playing walk? If this is your first time listening to the sports desk, it is now story time. <laughs> so for all who don't know why we play Waka Flocka's Grove Street Party, it's because this is the song of the Florida Gators when they lose. But the Florida Gators did not just lose a football game yesterday to Missouri in overtime in god-awful fashion. They also lost their head coach today. Ladies and gentlemen, the Florida Gators football team is homeless. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the Florida Gators are in an orphanage. They have no guardian. They have any nothing on them right now. And we're going to get into all of that in just one second. All right. But listen, I want to take just a couple of seconds really fast. To be as real as I can about what what I think about this floor situation before we dive into it, Black. Now, in my time of looking at premier programs in college sports, I'm talking about basketball and football. Whether you're talking about Duke, North Carolina, and in uh, uh, basketball, college basketball, or you're coming over talking about you know Oklahoma, uh, Florida. I've never seen. A fallout happened so quickly within a season of a program who was touted to do some big things this year. I've never seen this. I believe at the beginning of the season, Black, you have Florida possibly making your top four. Mm-hmm. They started off number 10, number 11 in the polls, I believe it was, when the season started. 
We had high praise for Dan Mullen to start this season. And this is where we are, and the season is not over yet. The Florida Gators are 5-6 and six with no head coach, and they are homeless in Gotham City. <laughs> oh, Lord. What is happening out here, man? I mean, you could not have predicted this any better, man. You can't even write this, Black. You can't write this. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. This mm. is one for the ages, man. Yes, it is. Today, if you don't know, me and Black are recording on a Sunday. Today, Dan Mullen was officially let go as the head coach of the Florida Gators. They asked Dan Mullen, sources say, cannot either confirm or deny. Sources say that Dan Mullen was asked to finish the season as the head coach of the Florida Gators and coach next week against them Knowles. He declined. Dang. He declined. I'm going to say that one more time. I can neither confirm or deny that Dan Mullen was asked to remain on the sidelines until this was over this season, and he declined. First, before we get into anything, Black, after everything I just said, have you ever seen a downward spiral for a program who started in the top 10 to 15 with aspirations of possibly playoff? Have you ever seen this happen? D, I have not, sir. Mm. Oh, mm. how the tables have turned. My God. Oh, looky, looky here. Mm, 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 mm. I cannot believe the fallout yeah, from man. the Florida Gators. Incredible. All the hype, all the talk, the best team in Florida, they, 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 they finally going to get over the top and crack. And, and crack that code to get in the know, knock that door down and get into the top four and potentially have a chance to make these playoffs. But man, stubbornness, mm. ego, mm. and yeah. not being a very smart head football coach yeah. has cost the Gators to be five and six. My God. And for Dan Mullen to be unemployed on this Sunday. Mm. Unemployed. See, I'm, I'm, I'm bubbly inside. <laughs> I'm just going to go and say it. Wow. No disrespect to you, Florida. I know it's a hard time for y'all right sure, now. Absolutely. Oh, and all of a sudden, oh, man, Dan Mullen needs to go. But at the beginning of the year, we were hearing Dan Mullen is, uh, uh, he's smart. He's a guru. He's going to always have his quarterbacks ready to go. He's this, he's that. He's going to always get us 10 wins in a New Year's Six Bowl. Wow. Well, what has Dan Mullen had got you this year? And he's not loyal enough to coach the last game for the Florida Gators? Wow. How despicable. Disgusting. Filthy. Filthy. It hurts when the shoe is on the other foot, dude. Oh, Lord. Talk about it. <laughs> it hurts, man. You know, I know we got a lot to get into. Sure. And we moving along here. But I just want to give a hand clap for the Florida Gators being trash. Oh, my God. 
You have a trash team. Mm-hmm. You have a trash coach. Mm-hmm. And you have a trash AD. Yes, and he definitely trashed the AD. Definitely, bum. You should clean house today. Everybody needs Everybody to go. Everybody need to go because this is despicable. I mean, just a fall from the greats. I haven't seen a turnaround like this in a very long time. I've never seen it, bro. And I'm not two years. Two years of good. I'm back to the dumps. I mean, in the crevices of the dumps at that. <laughs> Them boys need some help. <laughs> Them boys need some help. I mean, can somebody tell me now? Now y'all listen to this show. I know who you are who listen to this show. Now, Freddie. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me see if I can get him. Yeah, let me let me see if I can get him. Cause now we ain't now 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 we not finna do this today, bro. We not finna do this today. We finna have this conversation, dog. Like th- this is ridiculous. Freddie Briggs said that they was winning the national championship this year. That's what he told me. Now we ain't talked to Fred in a minute, but we finna talk today. He better answer this phone. What's up, Kyle? Freddie Briggs. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Briggs. <laughs> your name. Hey, hey there, up, sir. Guys? What's up, my man? Hey, shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I know you ain't expect this one to come through today, did you? Yeah, man. Now, yeah, uh, man. Dude, now, first of all, not to be rude, do you have a minute to, to, to talk to me in black? Hold on, say my fault. Say it one more time. Do you have a minute to talk to me in black? Oh, for sure. For I don't sure. want to be. I don't want to be rude. I don't know what you got going on out there because you're <laughs> you're very successful in the world these days. So I just want to make sure you got some time. <laughs> nah, I yeah, okay, I okay. Watch, watch the football. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go ahead and get to it. I'm not finna be nice with this here. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> now around two thirty today, uh-huh. I got an alert on my phone uh-huh. that the Florida Gators have indeed fired Dan Mullen. Yes, yes. Now Dan Mullen was asked to stay and coach the rest of the season, which is the Florida State game, and he said no thanks. <laughs> Dan Mullen packed up his office and got on a flight and flew back to his hometown this afternoon. Yes, yes. Leaving Crazy Emory world. Jones, AR fifteen, and whoever else is on your staff <laughs> high and dry. Yep. Now yep. now Fred, y'all mm-hmm. was a top 10 team to start this season. Yeah. You told me on several occasions that thank God the Florida Gators were in the national championship. <laughs> now, that's what you told me, Fred. Now, you know I love you like a brother. Now, you know I ain't going to lie on you now. Now, Fred. Hey, listen, I did. I Fred. Did. They, and, they, and they should have. Uh-huh. Be at least be in contention. They should be in contention. Yeah, but we okay. don't have a coach. Okay. So let me ask you this here, and the floor is yours, because all Gator Nation and all the supporters that listen to the sports desk want to hear from one of their most diehard fans (laughs) the absolute raw truth of what the hell happened in Gainesville. Mm -hmm. We could have called Tyrone Koppel. Yeah, but we didn't want to hear that. Yeah, we didn't want to hear the "woe is me" shot, Tyrone Koppel. We love you, though. We wanted the raw. Yeah. Now, Freddie yeah. Briggs, I gotta ask you one time, and the floor is yours, sir. Freddie mm-hmm. Briggs, what the hell is going on in Gainesville? 
Well, it's, well, I'm so pissed off that I can't even get the games in my head right now. Mm. But what was the game before the Georgia game that we lost? Mm. It was because uh, we lost to Alabama. Was it Kentucky, LSU? We, was it, yeah, yeah, Kentucky. No, it was the Kentucky loss. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We went to Kentucky and lost. And that was the, like, damn, Willie, I don't know. Like, he has, I, I, after he lost that game, because I talked to you, D, I told you, I was like, hey, man, we're going to beat Georgia because this is like damn Mullen's thing. We beat him last yeah. year. Like, he's yeah. going to lose to Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina. Yeah. Like, he's going to blow those games, but he'll pull one rabbit out of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And beat a, a ranked team. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe I was overestimating because he's like 4-64 against top 25 teams. Good God. While he's been at uh, Florida, and I'm probably being nice to that record. Good but Lord. But right then and there, and I put money on that game, when I seen he couldn't get the job, when I seen they really gave up on him on a Georgia game, because honestly, bro, it don't matter. It doesn't matter how sorry we are, how bad the season is. Uh-huh. Like, we get up for Georgia, and we get up for Florida State. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just doesn't matter, like, what's going on. Even if we lose horrible, like, we getting up to play. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like, we angry. We just lost to a better team. Uh-huh. And this is the, probably the saddest team I've ever seen, man. This the is the saddest. saddest I've ever seen this program. Mm. Ever, and it's not even close. Wow. I mean, I thought the must champion, the must champions just lack talent. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, the, the, I mean, they have talent on this team. They do. This is like, this is, I don't know what this is. And the <laughs> fact that, they didn't bend fire him because after the Kentucky game, I, t- I told Gator Mason I was done. Oh, I don't know. Then I seen Tyrone Couple. I don't know if I'm <laughs> off with the damn, but the fire damn bullet train hit. I'm like, bro, I, I, I'm the thing about coaches, bro, I don't play with that coaching shit. Like, I love uh-huh. my teams. I love, but when I'm done with a coach, I will not root for that team until they make the decision because it's, it's asinine. You know That's- what I'm saying? Like, you are just shooting yourself in the foot. We, he's not the guy. You understand? Like, he's proving he's not the guy. We got this guy AR-15 sitting on the bench. He's trying to ruin him. Mm. I mean, you're ruining, like, what we have. How do we even bounce back from this? You got to go mm. get a motivator now. I don't even know if you can go get somebody that's just great at X and O's. You got to go get a man, a grown-ass man to go coach these Gators mm. and, like, get some structure back in this program. Mm. I don't know who the heck, like, what the hell did. I mean, bro, it was a minute and 12 seconds left. Mm. This man was on the 30 or the 40. This man, he was 30 yards away from field goal from uh, being able to kick a field goal. Mm. Now, something you might not know, mm. if you if you're, don't watch sports, but when you get a first down in college, the clock stops. Mm-hmm. They had over men to get 30 yards on the road D, with a shaky kicker. Yeah. And the offense not producing. We only scored, what, 10 points at that time. Disgusting. You waste a minute off the board. Mm. Then you go into overtime. You score, and they score you with two plays. Then go for two, and the quarterback falling off his back foot scores a touchdown. Mm. On a trick play. Me, you don't let it get that far. You don't let Tom Coughlin get rid of all the talent first. Then let him draft for the future. Then fire him. You fire him as soon as Ramsey says, hey, I don't like that guy. That's when you let him go. Sure. That's when you say, okay, Vince, you have to go. Okay. You have to fucking go. <laughs> Damn, Mullen, you, like, what are you doing? And I understand there's a lot of money wrapped up in these things, but I get it. Sure. You know what I'm saying? But I was going to be highly disappointed if we went into this Florida State game with Dan Mullen. Mm. I was going to be Florida State down. I was going to be rooting for Florida State harder mm. than I ever had before. Dang. I mean, God, I would. I don't care who won Gator fan. Let's say that. Ah, you gonna say, yeah, nigga. Yeah, I was going <laughs> for Florida State. I was going for Missouri yesterday. 
I was in here crying with Missouri. I almost said a tear when Missouri scored that two point conversion. Get this guy out of here. I don't care about no wins or losses. When to get the coach out of here, these wins must not even matter. Wow. Right, let's lose every game till he's gone. Wow. And he's finally gone. I can finally watch this board and FSU game with some dignity mm. and some integrity and mm. not have to root for the other team to win. It's pathetic what's going on in Gainesville right now. So, Fred, I got a question for you, man. D just asked me this question, so I'm going to ask it to you. Have you ever, in your days of watching college football, seen a team that was so hyped and potentially to knock the door down and could potentially get in the playoff have a fall this fast in one season? You know what? I was finna say, like, we thought it was going to be Notre Dame this year. You know what I'm saying? But Mm. they bounced right on back. Mm-hmm. And you know they won their games like this. Yeah, you like we. I've never seen this, bro. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because like my view, like it, I only know what I know. So maybe it has happened, but I personally have never seen this. Mm-hmm. Never seen it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, ever. Like look at look at. I mean, look, take y'all program for example. Start off all four. I mean, at some point in the season, you get better. Mm-hmm. Like you are like okay, we have. We have future professional athletes on our roster. We shouldn't be losing to Jackson State. Mm. Like, let's figure this out. We have the better players. We have we are the bigger school. Let's play like it. And mm. eventually, you figure it out. This has gotten worse and worse and worse. I'm surprised we was this close to Missouri. I'm disappointed in Missouri because we were this close. Mm. It should have been a blowout victory, and they should have gave their fans something to really cheer for. Just like Kentucky did, like these teams, like we have been the team that we have been EWC. You know, mm. when, when, at EWC, when they go down their records, all of their um, games are the other school senior nights and homecomings. Yeah, literally. We were the team you scheduled. Oh, let's get that one program. They got some bright colors and they got some prestige. Let's bring them in. Let's beat them on senior night, homecoming. Let's have a party. You better be partying on the Florida Gators this year. For sure. Partying. Now, celebrating. We beat the guy. I mean, it's pathetic, bro. Sure. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. A um, couple of things here. And, and, and we really appreciate you here on the sports desk because we knew we could depend on you. <laughs> now, two more things for you, Fred, because we're not going to hold you long because me and Black, we got to have our fun. Yeah. But we, we definitely had to call a great expert like yourself with the Florida Gators. Mm-hmm. Now, Fred, I'm looking at your guys' schedule this year. Now, Fred, do you mm-hmm. know who your marquee win was again? Who, who did you beat this year for your marquee victory for this season? You don't have to answer. The Tennessee Volunteers. <laughs> 38 to 14. That was your marquee victory. Fred, to start the season. You guys beat the FAU Owls And then you beat the South Florida Bulls Then you lost to Alabama You beat Tennessee But then you lost to the Wildcats And I want to stop right here You beat Vanderbilt 42 to nothing Now somebody out there on Twitter told me This when the Gators was making a turn (laughs) When they beat Vanderbilt 42 to nothing And the very next week Y'all lost the LSU 49 to 42 against some walk-ons. And Orgeron was fired. They fired Coach O before the game. And them boys came out there and smacked y'all. Now, Fred... I done seen a lot of college football just like you. Me and you done watch a bunch of games together. <laughs> but I got to ask you this, man. Uh-huh. When you faced Sanford last week, 
<laughs> and the final score was 70 to 52. What was your mindset, man? I want to know pathetic. what exactly you was feeling during Just the Sanford game. This is seeing them even celebrating in the locker room, and, mm. and don't get me wrong, because like, yeah, that's the, you know that team they got to win, and at the end of the day, you know, what I'm saying they whatever, but like just to see that, that's how I see. I, that's when I seen how far we fall. Absolutely, when they were celebrating, putting seventy on Sanford, you got absolutely put on you. It was only a shootout because you couldn't put them away. Just Hell, nasty. You was losing the halftime. I think you know what I'm saying. Like just nasty. This was a, it, it, it's been a pathetic season. <clears throat> You understand, like, Mullen still has the glow from those national championships and Urban Meyer. He still has that kind of glow on him. And it's just like, wow, man. Like, mm. the thing – I mean, we actually thought you could be a head coach. Like, you you fooled us all. Don't get me wrong. Muschamp was a head coach. He just sucked. You oh, understand? Wow. Like, we, I, Ron Zook was a head coach. You understand? Michael Wayne, these were head coaches. Like, sure. were they bad at their job? Yeah. Sure. But, like, Mullen is not a head coach. Coach, sure. is what I'm saying. He's not a head coach. Okay, okay. Like simple as that. And he's leading the Florida Gators weekend and week out. And, and like, I, just to think back on this, like, wow, man. Like, you know, I ain't even in. And you know what's, you know what's even sad. Like all these other, like Lincoln Riley already being linked to LSU. Uh, yeah. Lane Kiffin being linked to Miami. Yeah. I forgot who was linked to USC. Like we like. <clears throat> Why? Why do we? Why are we always late to the party? Who are you gonna put as head coach? Mm-mm. Mm. Great question. Who are you gonna bring in? Great yeah. question. And that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to ask you, Fred. Like, is this with the firing of Dan Mullen and seeing this downfall of the Florida Gators? Is this something that we continue to see uh, uh, happen with the Florida Gators, or do can they get a coaching that they can turn this thing around? The the only reason I say like they will turn it around is because they have a quarterback. Like they have a quarterback like with talent. It just it, like who do you bring in to shape this thing up? Like I'm almost glad he set AR on the bench. Let AR come in, kind of get his mistakes, kind of just learn the game. But you have this prospect that you could come in the next year and put an offense around, and not like your arrogance and ego first, and just try to like you're, you're forcing Emory on the field and you're doing all this, that, and the third. Like, no, nah, play your best players and build a scheme around them. Yeah. So if we could just find that guy. We had the players. A lot of the times when we were hiring these coaches, you had like you had the worst players to like give a new coach, and it's all depending on how he recruit. Yeah. Like, you starting with a great slate right here. Start from here, come in, recruit, and continue from there. Now, who is the, that coach going to be, bro, I have no idea. I have no idea who they're going to get the coach for the Gators next year. Well, and we don't either. And I think it's going to be one of the biggest mysteries in, in college uh, for the next Gators head coach. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to end with this one, man. And we're so glad that you well, was able add, to. Well, before that, I want to add, because I know okay. this is not a uh, um, non-biased program when it comes to it Florida not. State. Absolutely. Because, you know, when y'all was on y'all's slide, I, I didn't hear nothing about Florida State for weeks. Uh-huh. But every week, it's in Florida Gators sure. have their own segment. They sure, 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 <laughs> sure. They own everything. Sure, you know absolutely. So, I want to ask you guys. Yeah. Um, not at Norvell, D, who you uh, ran it against. I mean, y'all had a great episode. About yeah, the Undertaker music and sure. all that. You know, what I'm saying he has won what the last five games, some crazy like yep, that. Something crazy like so that. Are y'all bringing him back next year to try this again? Like, have y'all got brought faith? Do y'all have faith in Mike Norvell to get this job? Y'all bringing him back? Like, how has your mind changed? Where are you guys on? Oh uh, well, yes, he will be back next year. That's for sure. Two, okay. have, do I have faith? I wouldn't even necessarily call it that. 
I'll call it, I have optimism now. Mm. <laughs> I have optimism that he has got inside of the kids at Florida State and made them believe in his message. It looks like they're starting to rally around his energy as I watch on the sidelines. You could have seen Florida State two, three weeks ago. I mean, at the beginning of the season after the Notre Dame loss, they weren't even, they were ignoring this man on the sidelines. <laughs> but now when they're coming off the field, they high-fiving Norville, they hugging him. So I noticed that. I noticed that the kids are engaged in his message. So I have optimism. He will be back next year. And I think next year, I'm accepting nothing less than an ACC championship appearance. <laughs> nothing less. That's what I'm at. Clemson is trash. <laughs> Everybody in the coastal is garbage. It is, man. So I, that's all I'm expecting. I'm expecting us to who, win. Who, who is gonna be? What is gonna be the ACC championship? Like, I don't. I don't know. Probably me and you in AC championship game. I don't know who's gonna be in there. <laughs> the Pit Panthers and the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, my boy. That's the ACC championship game. <laughs> that's despicable. Yeah, but for me, so, uh, so y'all, yeah. So are y'all beating Florida? Huh? Are y'all beating Florida? We'll get to that. Black yeah, ass we say we gonna. Yeah. Re- that's oh, the last man. stop. For for okay. me, for me, Fred, yeah, uh, he'll be back. And the reason why I want him back is because of this recruiting class we got coming in. We got some talent, and the potential for this recruiting class is, could potentially be through the roof. So, and then we could get some guys that could really fall to us that could change things around. You got to always have the talent. You got to have good coaching. Novell is showing that he's a he's a good uh, a good coach. And like he said, he's he's starting to reach these guys. And these guys are still young. A lot of these guys are, are really, really young. We're talking about sophomore, uh, freshmen, sophomore. Some of them going into their junior year. So I'm excited to see what he can do since he's reached the kids. And then with this bunch of talent that we got coming in in this 22 class, I think he can make for something exciting. Absolutely. All right, let's get down to it. 12 o'clock. This weekend, Saturday. The biggest rivalry yeah. in the state. Florida, Florida State. Now, listen here now. Uh-huh. The tables have turned. <laughs> if Florida State beat Florida, which I expect them to do in Gainesville this Saturday, then Florida State had a crown of the state. We'll have a crown of the state. Huh? We beat Miami. We beat Miami. We'll slow your roll, Pops. <laughs> <laughs> so to answer your question before you ask it, we coming down to Gainesville, <laughs> and we handling that business. We will beat Florida, and we will, ironically, end up being the best team in the state at the end of the... Who would have thought that all y'all jokers was out there laughing and kiki and kakaan to just see the Florida State Seminoles leave out on top after we run through y'all in Gainesville? Florida State will win this Saturday in Gainesville. Mm. Yeah. How you what, what who you got, Black? Oh man, come on, man. What you mean who I got? Hey, no, it's no question, man. Hey, this could get ugly because uh, I think Mike Norvell just gonna pull out all the stops. Oh yeah. He said they all he, he yeah. said he already wounded. Go on and kill him. Yeah, go on and get him out of here. Well, actually, before two o'clock today, I had y'all winning. Like I had y'all coming okay. down traveling. And and getting a victory, but I just think it's no way y'all come to Gainesville. Wow, you said no I way. Think, I think it's no way. Okay, I think it's no way. Like them, but like the, the problem is removed, and them boys playing from the, themselves now. So at least we are gonna get some effort. 
Uh-huh. Listen, man. Hey, listen. We, we, I just don't listen. That team two times. I can't see that team losing Saturday. Okay. Mm. Not now we now it's just from I don't know. It could go either way because you, you lose uh-huh. the head coach, but they wouldn't fucking with that dude. Like okay. So I well, let's do I, this I, then. I like my Gators though. I'm, I like my Gators. Well, let's do this then. Mm-hmm. Next Sunday, make mm-hmm. sure from the hours of six to seven. That you are available. <laughs> because after the Florida-Florida State game, when we record the sports test the very next day, we will be calling you win or lose. I'm not going to be petty and not call you if we lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to call, and I'm going to be very, very interested in hearing what you have to say, uh, you know, after watching Florida State knock off Florida in Gainesville, being bowl eligible and sending y'all to the sideline because y'all can't go to a bowl after we beat y'all. <laughs> I don't see it. Yeah, you're right. This this the bowl. So this is it. Game. The loser don't go to a bowl who, game. Who would have thought yeah. a bowl eligible game between Florida, Florida and Florida, Florida State? State. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah. Somebody gonna be five and six. But I'm gonna tell you this right yeah. now. <laughs> you better you better make a phone call to that offensive line coach because we got some grown men. Yes, sir. On that no, D line, I, I, I think this is the last stop. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, hey, listen, like, like I told you, man, I, I, y'all had y'all chance. Like, I think y'all had a great story up to now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. I, I think y'all might reevaluate that coach, you know, if he get ugly. That's all I'm saying. That's okay. All I'm saying. I mean, well, y'all might reevaluate him if he get ugly. All right. You know? Well, you and your Florida Gators, <laughs> I just want to say shout out Cartier Cole. <laughs> While we on air Shout out Cartier Cole So yeah Fred I mean Hopefully you'll reconvene With us on Twitter Cause I'm pretty sure The I melee will. Huh I definitely will I'm sure the melee On Dan Mullen Is getting very interesting On the Twitter So yeah, I'll be on there In just a second Yeah, <laughs> yeah Looking forward to hearing What you have to say Alright Fred It's been a while man Since you've been on the show Anything you want to get Off your chest Before we get you out of here man uh, no, nah, man, no, nah, man. Keep doing the show. You know what I'm saying? I'm enjoying the show. And uh, merch is coming for the show, man. I got for some sure. shit lined up for y'all, man. For sure, for sure. Well, we appreciate you, man. Appreciate you picking up the phone, man. All right, man. All right, All we'll right, talk friend. to you next week. Yep. All right, yo. All right, man. So that was uh, the great Freddie Briggs chiming in. Giving it to us raw about the Florida Gators situation in Gainesville. We're going to keep an eye on it. I think it's going to be more to come out from this. Mm-hmm. This is just the beginning. You know, so Dan Mullen is out. The Florida Gators, I don't know if they even named the interim head coach yet. They haven't. So Florida, Florida State, 12 o'clock, biggest game in the state of the year, every single year. It's going to be interesting what happens next week between the Knowles and the Gators and how fitting the loser is 5-7 and seven and they don't go bowling. The winner is 6-6. Six and six and they get a bowl game. Hey. So somebody going to get the honor of telling the other team, you can't go. <laughs> and I'm going with my Florida State Seminoles to knock off the Florida Gators in Gainesville. If Mike Novell want to show me something, if this Florida State team want to show me anything, show me you got the heart to take a man out. Show me you got the heart to put them out their misery because they don't want to be here nowhere. I'm going to keep it real. The Gators, they don't want to be here. They want to go ahead and start fall classes. That's what they want to do. They don't want to play no more. So let's go on and end these boys' season, Norvell. The reverend, as they call you. Preach them up in practice. Get these boys focused. And let's run it down their throat. 
and let our defensive pass rush come crashing down on Emory Jones or whoever the hell going to be back there. And let's get this win. Let's get this win because you know what they're going to do with Florida State. We're going to go 6-6 six and six, and they're going to put us in the game against somebody who we shouldn't be playing against. And then they're going to hate. <laughs> nah, hell, hell no. Nah. Why Florida State playing against so-and-so? Nah, don't hate, bruh. I know y'all want us to play on November 29th in the first bowl game, but y'all know they ain't going to do that. <laughs> y'all know they ain't going to do that. They're going to make us – we're going to end up playing uh, uh, the New Year's Day. Yeah, we're going yeah, to be playing somebody who we ain't got no business playing. So y'all oh don't do that. Black, any final thoughts, man, on this Gator situation and the nose in Florida Florida State and uh, Florida playing this weekend? Man, I'm excited about the game. Rivalries is always fun. This is rivalry week in college football. Yes. I can't wait. I'm excited. Yes. Uh, Florida fans, screw you. Oh I don't care. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah, it's rivalry week. You ain't got to say nothing to me. Yeah. But I'm all smiles every day, all week. I'm all smiles regardless because these, the way these tables turn. Crazy, bro. Man, who would have thought? Crazy, bro. And boy, boy, I've never seen the Twitter be so quiet in my life. Crazy, bro. Or the, or the text thread be so quiet in my life. Crazy, bro. We went from over 100 text thread, uh, texting the thread <laughs> to zero. <laughs> Them boys don't be texting no more. <laughs> I'm talking about the text thread. I'm talking about z- I ain't seen it. And you had to remind me that we had a text thread. Them boys don't be saying nothing. <laughs> It's all gone. And man, <laughs> earlier this year, boy, you would have been like, damn, man, I got to get rid of it. I got to get sure. out this text thread, but sure. boy, For sure. I'm enjoying being in it now. Crickets. Because it's quiet. Very. D, I don't know about you, but I like quiet. I do. I enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoy it very much. I, I like peacefulness. It. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. We in the holiday season. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so peaceful and just thankful <laughs> for everything. And boy. And boy, who would have thought the who Florida thought, Gators would have gave us that peace and happiness? Who would have thought that we are that we have right now? Thank you guys. <laughs> we definitely, definitely appreciate it. We'll be back next week. Win, lose, or draw. Florida, Florida State will play, and we're going to have a lot of fun with the outcome of that game. So we'll be keeping our ears and our eyes close to the Dan Mullen situation in Florida. See if anything else jumps off. Uh, about that, man. All right, Black, let's go ahead and roll down with more scores from college football this week. Black, down, go, my ducks. Last week, we talked about it, man. You, you set up here, Black, and, and you told me that the ducks will handle business in a convincing fashion. And I told you, Black, I said, I'm nervous. Utah's a hard place to play. They was going to be wearing their special uniforms, which they did. And they absolutely came and they shut the door on Coach Cristobal and the Oregon Ducks' hopes to make the college football playoff. Now, Black, before I hand it over to you, I just need two minutes of your time, sir. Now, Black, this one in particular player who I want to talk to. That plays for the Oregon Ducks. Sir, Mr. Brown Jr. at quarterback for the Ducks. Sir, maybe you should consider being a pharmacist. <laughs> Sir, Mr. Brown Jr., no disrespect. Maybe you should consider being a veterinarian, a dentist. Maybe you, maybe you should go ahead and get into architectural. Maybe you should be some type of scientist. Because, sir, 
you have been the Achilles heels for the Oregon Ducks offensively for the past four weeks. I'm not blaming you. No, I'm not blaming you, sir. But last night, seeing what I did see, that's unbelievable bad quarterback play. As a quarterback, you got to be a leader, sir. And you did not show that for this team. This team was ranked number three in the nation. All y'all had to do was win out. And y'all was going to the college football playoff. But Brown Jr. couldn't rally the troops up there in Utah. And the youth just drummer boy. The Oregon Ducks 38-7. Absolutely ending their holes and possibly sending Cristobal to another destination. Mm. Now, everybody knows Oregon is a uh, is a job where you get noticed and you move on from. Look at all the head coaches who have come through there. Hell, one of them who came through there ended up at Florida State. And I wish he never had been there. But look at Chip Kelly. Got him on the map, went on the greener pastures. Now Cristobal is in the same situation. Do I think Cristobal leaves the Ducks this year? I'm starting to lean towards that he does. The Miami Hurricanes have a good chance to get him. The Florida Gators might have a good chance to get him. Somebody going to get him. The USC Trojans might have a good chance to get him. Mario Cristobal is the hottest name. And you know who we have to blame for that? Him might be leaving Oregon. It's you, Brown Jr. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, I know you're a young man, and I hate if you have to hear this the way you do, but right here on the sports scene, we just keep it real. I just believe quarterback play black. It's tell me if I'm tripping. I just believe quarterback play cost the Ducks a chance to make the college football playoff. Now, I got to agree with you, man. Um, quarterback play for them, like you said, the last four games has been horrid. Trash. You know, even though they've been winning games, because but the Ducks have a very, very strong run game. And Utah knew coming into this game, if we load the box and stop that run, there's no way this kid can beat us. And they showed that. They did. I don't know what was up with Oregon's defense this well. I'm like, well, man, we can't get a nothing. Nothing going. What's my boy number five? Uh Thibodeau. Thibodeau. What what was he at? Did Didn't he? see him. Man, I mean, I, I Utah did what they wanted to do. First, I was going to blame it on the high altitude. You know, I was like, man, it got to be the high altitude out here, man. It's cold. and <laughs> But, man, it's cold in Oregon, too. It is. It is. I mean, these boys just lay. I'm more disgusted about this win over the Stanford win loss. Mm-hmm. I'm more disgusted about this loss over the Stanford loss. Mm-hmm. Because this was the time that you can show, submit yourself to be in that top four. Mm-hmm. And go play for a Pac-12 championship, win that, and you'll be in the playoff. You're a lock for the playoff. Mm-hmm. And now you just looking at a New Year's six, Year six, maybe. It's nothing wrong with that, but man, y'all had your opportunity to knock the door down. Yep. And you failed, and you dropped the ball. You put them on, you put them on notice last week. Yep. And Utah took care of business. And it's, and it's so ironic how, uh, what's the coach, Winningham, mm-hmm. Utah's coach. In these games, he always successful. Always thrives, When man. it come down to games where you got to beat a team and a team looking ahead to green a pastor, he always knocked that team off. Always thrives, man. And, man, a uh, hell of a game, man, on the part of Utah. They ran that ball down Oregon throat, man. And they couldn't stop it. They couldn't stop it. Number nine went mayhem on them boys, man. <laughs> For sure. For sure. I was like, God, Lee. Yeah, man. But, man, shout out to Utah, man, on the big win. Oregon, 
you got to get it together. Prepare for whatever's finna come. You may lose your head coach. Hey, man, it may be time to start over all again. And we know you got talent. We know we know y'all gonna always have the talent. You got the you you got the the uniforms, all the look. You got everything, but you just couldn't get it done once again. You always take that loss that you don't need to take, man. And this was a bad loss on the part of the Ducks. Yeah, bad loss. They're done. I believe they lose Crystal Ball, uh, Oregon. They'll be right back. This is what happens out there. You know, they get a coach. The coach gets them knocking on the door for a national championship run, and they kind of flame out. And they flame out badly, man. The losses that they have, they're bad losses. And then, you know, <laughs> it happened again. It happened again. So the Ducks are done. At best, they'll get a New Year's six-day bowl. And uh, I don't expect them to lose uh, another game this year. It depends on what happens in the, Pac- the Pac-12 championship. I just don't think – I don't even know who's scheduled to go to the Pac-12 title on the other side. But, you know, whoever it is, they're not better than Oregon. I mean, Oregon is the best team in the Pac-12. I don't know where that puts Utah because Utah's in the Pac-12. We could be looking at a rematch, mm-hmm. you know, between those two teams. We'll have to look at it and see who's up on what uh, side of the division. But – Another typical Oregon uh, season. They get high. They get as high as number three. Big win in the horseshoe. And all for nothing now. You lose to Stanford. You lose to the Utes. Now you're done for. All right, Black. The fighting male Tuckers. Got they brains beat in out in the horseshoe. And I can't lie, man. This was the most surprising loss of the day. Not the fact that Michigan State lost. It was how they lost black. They absolutely got annihilated. 56 to 7. And if I'm Mel Tucker, I'm signing a $100 million contract to stay at Michigan State today. Because <laughs> my God, the Mel fighting Mel Tuckers absolutely did not show up. Ohio State was clearly better on all facets of the football game. Black, are you stunned that the fighting Mel Tuckers? Pretty much, we're not even in the building yesterday. I'm disappointed, D. Yeah. Man, I'm disappointed. Yeah. Earl Little had nine carries for six yards. He might as well stay what? home. I don't know trash. what's been going on with this. And, and, uh, D, and that secondary, oh, all of them trash. just need to be, they need to be trash. on a practice squad somewhere. Trash. I mean, Wilson and O'Leavy, them boys had a field day. Couldn't stop them. Couldn't stop them, man. They draft stock was already up. Now it's through the roof. Yeah. God. Mel Tucker, I'm very, very, very disappointed. We were under the impression that you had this team ready to rock and roll. But you didn't. They did not show up. They did not show up. Some questions need to be answered here. Can they be answered? It's some question is is Mel Tucker really the guy for Michigan State? Is he the guy? Do you think that's fair to ask that right I, now? I, I think it's fair. Why? Cause the way to be a team ranked where you are and did all that you did all year, and to come into a game like this, we seen Oregon going there and and get a big win in the horseshoe. Well, let me ask you this: They showed up to play football. Well, let me ask you this: Is mm-hmm. Michigan State? Better than Oregon. D, at this I'm, point in the season. At this point in the season, D, I'm going to say yes. Oh, no. At this point in the season when Michigan State played them compared to when Oregon played them when they were full strength. You know, Oregon lost their start running back. They, they did. had some big injuries. They did. Who would you say was the better team when they played the Buckeyes? Michigan State yesterday or Oregon back in week three? I'm going to say Oregon back in week three. Okay. All right. Really, if I'm really sitting here thinking about it, even with their injuries. Okay. Even with their injuries. But... 
Michigan State has always been that team that showed fight and, and wanted more than others. We didn't see none of that. No. Where's the fight? And then last week, they had us fooled. They were like, man, they bounced, they bounced back so nicely after a loss. After uh getting beat by Purdue, but they bounce back, and then you go into this game at twelve uh twelve noon, and just don't even bother to show up. Laid an egg. Maybe it was wrong for me to say we, they have questions for Mel Tucker. I know this is the, the first year, maybe the second year, the first year, whatever it may be. His second year, but there. still, this is not a good look for me. Of, of course not. No, they got embarrassed yesterday. They ha- they got embarrassed, and now like no one's thinking about Michigan State. In a few weeks, everybody was like, man, Michigan State has arrived, and that has all went away. It's all went away in a matter of two weeks. And I don't like that, D. I think Mel Tucker is a better head coach than what a 56-0 score tell me. I believe he has talent on his team. We've seen it all season. But these guys just didn't show up and play football. Ohio State said, man, we finna punch these boys in their mouth and get them up out of here. Them boys were waving bye-bye in the first half. It was 49 to 0 at halftime. Mm-hmm. And these boys going to the locker room waving bye-bye to the Michigan State sideline. Mm-hmm. Very, very embarrassing look, D. I hope that Michigan State and Mel Tucker, they can overcome this man and learn from this situation or what happened to them in this loss. I think yesterday was just an example of athlete. The type of athletes that Ohio State has versus the type of athlete that Michigan State have. When you go across the country... You can always be com- do comparables. You can compare elite talent at elite schools. Georgia, Alabama, traditionally, well, as of lately, Clemson, Florida State, Miami. I mean, athletes. You can tell when you get on the field who has the better set of athletes. And we saw yesterday that Ohio State is far beyond more athletic than anything Michigan State has. That's what it was about yesterday. Look at the speed. Look at the, the, the depth of talent. They go two, three positions deep. They go two, three players deep at each position. Whether well, it's special team, defense, or offense. And they got a stud at quarterback. You see it time in and you see it time out. Time in, time out. You see it. And we saw it again yesterday. Mel Tucker is going to be okay. If he decides to stay at Michigan State, he's going to be fine. But the problem Mel Tucker will have will be the problem that Lane Kiffin has at Ole Miss. You'll get some good athletes, but how many great athletes are you going to get to come up there? Same problem that Jim Harbaugh has. Even though it's Michigan, how many great ones are coming up there to that cold? Somehow, someway, that money line run deep in Ohio State. Them Buckeyes <laughs> put that paper out there. I'm just going to keep it real. That's what they do. <laughs> Olive and all these great Ezekiel Elliott. These boys ain't from up that way. Ezekiel Elliott from Missouri. And found his way out there. I don't know where Olive from. They get the premier talent to come to Ohio State. And that's why they're always in the college football playoff conversation year in and year out. And it's going to continue to be that way. It's going to continue to be that way. And that's what we saw yesterday. Can Mel Tucker find a pipeline for Michigan State? Can he find it? We're going to have to see. Because in the Big Ten, he's going to be just like Penn State year in and year out. He's going to be like Michigan Year in and year out. He's going to be like Wisconsin. Year in and year out. But there's only one team in the Big Ten who always finds a way to be what? 11-1. and one Every single year. And that's the Buckeyes. Why? <laughs> you know why. 
<laughs> you know why. And that was a difference from yesterday. But Mel Tucker, he'll be just fine. All right, Black, who's your top four this week? We had a significant loss in the top ten, obviously, with the Oregon Ducks. You got Ohio State looking impressive. Alabama not looking so impressive on the defense side of the ball, but they wrote, they managed scored a lot of points against a game Arkansas team who's been in most of their games this year. And obviously, number one Georgia, they were off this. Well, they, no, they they won. They beat some no name school. Yeah, from it the, seemed like they was all. Yeah, it seemed like they was all. They beat some no name school on the west side, fifty six to seven. Black, we will have changes in the top four. We'll have changes. Who will be your top four? This coming Tuesday when it's revealed. Well, I got Cincinnati at four. I think they find their way in with the uh, losses suffered in the in the uh, top four. Uh, I'm going to keep Ohio. I'm move Ohio State up to three. I'm going to put keep Alabama at two and Georgia at one. Those are my top four. So, okay. I, but I think Cincinnati they finally sneak the memo, sneak put them in after an impressive win on Saturday. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, but my order's a little different. Um, I'm going to have Cincinnati at four. I'm going to drop Alabama from two to three. I'm going to drop them three. I'm going to push Ohio State up to number two. They want to put Ohio State at number two. The only reason they couldn't was because of Oregon. Now Oregon's out the way. Mm -hmm. I think you potentially see a flip-flop between the Tide and the Buckeyes, and I think that's going to happen. Ohio State number two, and of course Georgia remains number one. Outside looking in, at number five, I think you'll have Michigan be a top five team. And at number six, I mean, did Oklahoma play their way back in with they win this week? Who's going to be that team that sneaks in at number six? Do you think Notre Dame get a push? Is I Gary think they do, and that's what I was just about to say. I okay. think Notre Dame finally gets a, cre- a crack in the door and gets back into the conversation. Because let's keep it real. There's a lot of football left. It is. Rivalry week this week. Uh, conference championships the week after that. A lot of things can happen. Don't be surprised if the Irish come knocking on that door to say, hey, let's make a case for this playoff. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. So, that's what I think we're going to see. Now, Black, before we wrap up college football, we potentially got the game of the century that may take place this Saturday at 12 o'clock. And Ann Arbor, Michigan, 100,000 strong. The Wolverines, the Buckeyes, in the big house. Can Harbaugh get it done? He is 0-6, I believe, against the Buckeyes since he has been back at Michigan. Truth be told, the Wolverines should be undefeated. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, this should be an undefeated football team already in the top four. Do you think it should be a top four matchup? At this point? Uh, uh, yes, these two teams. If they were undefeated with Michigan and Ohio State no being question. a top four. No question. We're talking about number two versus number three. Okay. Okay. No question. Okay. This Wolverines team is a little bit different this time around. Here's okay. why. Their balance is all balance can be across the board with this football team. But what do we see from the Wolverines with Jim Harbaugh year in and year out? When he loses, he continues to lose. I thought the Penn State game was right for the taking for the Nittany Lions. Michigan shut the door. Yes, they did. Yesterday versus Maryland at Maryland, I thought to myself, could Maryland sneak in, discourage the Wolverines, and somehow, someway sneak out of upset. Upset. Because that's what we see with Michigan. They'll lose to a team they ain't got no business losing to right before the biggest game of the year. That didn't happen yesterday. They took care of business. Now they come into the biggest game of the year. Two key factors, Black. 100,000, they're at home. They get a freshman quarterback in C.J. Stroud coming into the biggest game of his life. Can the freshman be rattled? Can the freshman be under control by the Michigan defense whose pass rush is very good? 
It's a game of checks and balances coming up this weekend. The Wolverine secondary suck. The Buckeyes receivers will blow the top off. Mm-hmm. The Ohio State offensive line ain't that good. We see we see uh, Stroud get sacked all the time, but the Michigan front seven is very good. The Michigan run game is elite. The Ohio State front seven is not elite, especially on that right side of the football, all out what the Oregon Ducks did to them. So what this game going to come down to, I said all that to say, Ryan Day, Jim Harbaugh. That's what this game comes down to. Mm. Black, do the Wolverines finally, finally beat the Buckeyes on the hardball this week? Man, I hope so. <laughs> man, I hope so, D, because yeah, Jim Harbaugh is a good coach, man. Yeah. And he just needs their signature. He, he hasn't been able to crack that code against Ohio State. He has not. He had to deal with Urban Meyer those years, and now you have to deal with Ryan Day. And like you say, the talent is by far, by far, you know, goes to Ohio State. But Jim Harbaugh finds a way to get good talent in at Michigan. Yeah. He finds a way to get athletes in at Michigan. Yeah. And I think this year he has a set of athletes and a set of talent, and he has uh, a well-experienced team, a lot of juniors and seniors on his mm. team, that have done the work, who has been through all the horrid when it comes to Ohio State. Mm. They's lost to Ohio. They, all they know is lose, lose, lose against Ohio State. That's all they know. None of their kids know what it's like to beat them. I think Jeff, Jim Harbaugh, he gets in his kids' head, which he's been doing all year. They responded. They responded every year when we was looking. Yeah. They responded. And we and this is the first time we can really say that we've seen this from a Harbaugh team. I believe this is the year they cracked the code, D. Okay. I really think that atmosphere, and as you say, 100,000, 100,000 plus mm-hmm. in the big house. Them boys going to come up, come in there. They're going to be energized, ready to go at high noon. Mm-hmm. And I believe they get over the hump and get this win. I think it's going to be very ugly, D. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be ugly, but I believe they that defense solidifies themselves, make it very difficult mm-hmm. for uh for for Stroud, who was all world against Michigan State, who put his name back in the conversation for the Heisman yeah. mm-hmm. after that performance because he looked great. Fantastic. But I I believe the offensive line for Ohio State won't hold up in that atmosphere, and that D line gonna eat. Because if the D-line can eat, he can't put that ball over the top to Olivia Wilson. Mm-hmm. I think this defense show up, give 100% effort, and I believe Ohio State gets oh, – I mean, Michigan gets over the top. I'm going to go and say 21-14 Michigan wins this game, D. You know, and I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I really, really do. If it's going to happen for Harbaugh, it's got to be this year. It's got to be this year. And we thought Ohio State would have a down year this year, but they're not, man. They're not. They do have some weakness on their team. They have chinks in the armor on their team, and they are beatable. We've seen them get beat. But Michigan's only chance is to run that rock, minimize that time for that offensive Ohio State being on the field, and rush the passer flying with flames and making it very uncomfortable for Mr. Stroud in the big house. 100,000 plus. Freshman quarterback. The Michigan fans will be there and they will show up. Can Harbaugh get a game plan in place where they keep that Buckeye offense off the field? 
and run it and run it and run it just like Oregon did. The blueprint is there to beat Ohio State. Your offensive line don't get better overnight. It doesn't. You move around some players here and there and hope for the best. I said all of that to say, my heart is saying, Michigan, 23-21. Tough, nasty game. And it's supposed to be for reason up there this weekend with the (laughs) Arctic front coming through. (laughs) But my head is telling me, you know better. The Buckeyes will win this game. But I'm going to go with my heart. Say Michigan, 23-20 in a classic. Last second field goal, Jim Harbaugh catches his ticket to the Big Ten Championship and quite possibly the college football playoff the week after that. I like this Wolverines team, 23-21, Michigan, this Saturday. I like over it. Over the Buckeyes. I like it. All right I now, like Harbaugh. Please don't let us down. All right now. Please don't. <laughs> man. All right now. Because I need we need some things to be shooken up a little bit. We do, man. We need a change of scenery. <laughs> need a change of scenery. All right, man. So that's going to be it for college football. Let's stop by the NFL for a second, man. We're going to wrap this thing up. Let's get into get into some National Football League. Now, before we get down that black, we are the worst wrestling reporters of all time. <laughs> and I know a lot of our wrestling, you know, listeners have probably moved on, and I don't blame you. But me and Black are watching Survivor Series at the moment. They have some really big matches coming up tonight. And I'm going to be watching these, man. I'm very interested in Big E versus Roman. I think that's going to be a fantastic match. I'm really interested to see what that finish looks like. Love the New Day and Bloodline rivalry that they got going on. But the most match that I'm in look, the match I'm looking for the most tonight is Charlotte mm. and Becky Lynch. I am looking forward to that match. It's different between these two. Becky's been very public about how she feels about Charlotte, and I believe you know their friendship. Is no longer real, like in real life. I don't, they're not friends anymore, ever. And she said some real personal things about Charlotte this week. So I'm really interested to see how things shake out. So all of our wrestling viewers, there's your wrestling report <laughs> <laughs> from the sports desk. All right, Black, let's go ahead and get into the National Football League. Let's go ahead and talk that talk, man. Let's get into some of the surprising games of the day. Now, Black. <laughs> What in the world is going on to your Buffalo Bills? Man. 41 to 15, the Indianapolis Colts take care of that business. The Bills are looking like the old Bills. They just lost their division lead, my boy. They are literally a half game in front of the Patriots. Black. I need to know what's going on out there in Buffalo. Man, I'm a little worried. Because mm, this, this, all this excitement and 
uh, high power offense, man, we ain't seen it no more. No. The run game is non-existent. Josh Allen is just seem like he just out there now. He regressing. Like I, I don't know what's going on. Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders, only one seem like they can catch a ball is Cole Beasley. Yep. I, I, I just don't understand, man, what's going on. But shout out to the coach, man. Jonathan Taylor put in that work. Yes, he did. This man had five total touchdowns today. Again. Again. And I'm like, God, Lee, man. Now he's leading the league with rushes. He up to twelve hundred yards. Yeah, you know we know it wouldn't be that way if Big Hand was still playing. But he he's the he's leading the league in rushing right now. That's what it is. But this this guy is is man. What can I say? He's he's the truth. He's one of those running backs that kind of D in the way get overlooked because he's in Indianapolis. I don't think a lot of people really really respect uh, Jonathan Taylor like that. But the kid is making a name for himself. We seen him at Wisconsin. Now we seen him make it look easy for the Colts. Yep. But man, big win on the part of the uh on the other part of the Colts. But Buffalo has to get it together, man. They got to find out a way. You still got Tampa coming up, and then you got a trip, and you got to go to New England. Mm-hmm. And boy, we know how that can get. You know Belichick gonna take your best weapons away. You know how that can, that's gonna be a scratch and claw game. Mm-hmm. I believe Buffalo can get it together because they have a pretty good defense. They weren't good today. But they had the number one defense in the league. So I'm, I I believe they can get it together. But I need to see something in these next couple of weeks. Because if this continues, D, we might be talking about them having to go on the road or making the playoffs at all. And that's and, and that's crazy to me, man. All the hype and it has derailed. But shout out to the coach, man, on a huge win. Knocking the Buffalo Bills off. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills Mafia. Sound the alarms. <laughs> You're in trouble. And I think you're in serious trouble. Buffalo Bills, you won't be winning this division this year. Now, there's a huge game coming up against a certain old team who we all know very, very well. The New England Patriots. Now, Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, they have turned this thing around during the season. What they did to the Atlanta Falcons on Thursday night, hmm. the New England Patriots defense is the best in football. Judon, somebody need to be hauling defensive player of the year nods for Mr. Judon. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen's regressing. Stephon Diggs getting roughed up out there. They putting hands on him. You can't run the ball in Buffalo for some reason. What is going on? The defense for Buffalo is putrid. The Buffalo Bills will make the playoffs as a wild card team. But they're going to find themselves in a situation very, very fast of being on the outside looking in, needing some help to make the playoffs. Mm. It doesn't look good in Buffalo. Josh Allen was an MVP candidate, number one MVP contender after they beat the Chiefs the way that they did on Sunday Night Football. That just seems like so long ago. It does. But that was only four weeks ago. Biggest mystery in all of football is the Buffalo Bills. What is going... No one's injured. They haven't had a significant injury. Mm -hmm. What's going on? Time will tell. Because look here, man. This thing don't get no easier for the Buffalo Bills. They got some real deal games coming up. And if they don't get their act together before they see New England again, 
<laughs> Guess who's going to be the AFC East champion? Hmm. The, the New England Patriots. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see what's going on there. All right, Black, let's go ahead and get into my Cowboys. Get absolutely mollywhopped today in Kansas City. Dallas Cowboys take an L today, man. 19 to 9. Very ugly game. I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys took the over on that game, which was set at 55 points. I was smarter than that, and I took the under on that game. Uh, 19 to uh, 9. The Kansas City Chiefs get the win. Black, my offense in Dallas, we just couldn't get it together. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs defense wanted to make their uh, um, appearance for the best defensive performance of the year. Black, should my Cowboys be concerned? Or was it just a blip? Uh, I'm not concerned about the Cowboys. This is a blip. First of all, you came into the game with some key pieces out, and then you lost a key piece in the game. So, um, yeah, man, I think the Cowboys going to be just fine. But it's one thing that did you did want to see. You wanted to see how your team compete against the teams who were in the Super Bowl. And I believe the Cowboys in this game, they lost, it was night. what, I'm sorry, what was, this, what was the final score? For who, 19-9? They, 19-9, they competed. They held the Kansas City Chiefs to 19 points, who scored over 40 the week before. So, it's, um, I'm not too concerned. I think the Cowboys have bounced back. But you did want to see them uh, compete against a team that, uh, that are been in the Super Bowl. So, I like what I saw from the Cowboys. Offensively, they were just missing a lot. Couldn't do really do much with limited weapons. But the Cowboys would be just fine. The Chiefs continue to roll. I think the Chiefs are going to continue to roll and get back in their groove of things, man. And they slowly but surely, they're coming. But um, not not mad at neither one of these teams. It's a loss for the Cowboys, yes. But they'll go on to win that division, have a home game in the playoffs. And uh, I expect big things from the Cowboys still. Yeah, Man. I'm not really too concerned myself. I said that I wanted to win this game. You're going to begin Super Bowl, uh, uh, a, a team who was in the Super Bowl last year. We already lost to Tampa. Now we lost to Kansas City. What's the measuring stick game for the Cowboys? I don't, I don't know. I mean, do we have one? I mean, we've had some really great performances, but have we had a signature win? I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure if we've had a signature win uh, so far, but. You know, uh, we just didn't look great offensively. Am I concerned um, about it? I am a little bit. I am a little bit because, you know, you got to turn back right, right back around coming off a loss and you got to go play the Oakland Raiders who would like to feast on a team coming off of L. But, you know, this is a long season. All right, my Cowboys are in firm control of the uh, NFC East. But don't look now. Here come the Philadelphia Eagles. Here they come. Jalen Hurts, they're winning football games. They put a 40-piece on the New Orleans Saints today. That game is coming up against Philly. We haven't even played them yet, so it's coming. Y'all played them I once. mean, we played them first, so. Yeah, yeah. But we, you know. Y'all we got, got them early. We got them coming again, yeah. man, and, and that game looks like it's going to be a little bit interesting, but we still got a firm hold on that division. But I just want to see my Cowboys in these big games. I just thought this was a great opportunity for them. We lost CeeDee Lamb, concussion. Zeke Elliott got banged up. Amari Cooper was out because he's on the COVID list. Just a lot of things, man, just going on. And um, as a result of it, we lost. Dak didn't play well. And uh, we'll see how we can turn this thing around and, and get better um, coming up this Thursday against the Oakland – I mean, the Las Vegas Raiders. All right, Black. Jags, man. Now, you open up the show today with some <laughs> – with some very – hold on. You open up the show today with some very stunning news. That the Jacksonville Jaguars are the most hated fan base on your list. Now, Black, 
today was a day where the Jags just didn't have nothing. They didn't look good. There's really not a lot to talk about here. It's not. But just what is your conclusion on the Jacksonville Jaguars today? It is what it is every week, D. You know, I'm still a hopeful fan. As long as we got Trevor Lawrence, I'm always going to be hopeful. Sure. Man, but this team, man, it's it's like it's just, it's nothing positive going on here. Mm. You know, I, I and I know I know it's a process, and I believe in the process. I'm keep believing in the process, but man, this is just it's just ugly the way some of these games go. I mean, you come out and don't need, I didn't see no effort, no anything from the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. We had injuries throughout this whole game. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, like it was just really ugly today. San Fran really looked like they was out there playing backyard football. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo was I've never seen him smile the whole game. Man. He was smiling. I mean, Debo Samuels was out there playing running back, tight end, receiver, everything. You hold they they probably put the money on the defensive side of the ball. <laughs> but man, it's just it's it's just bad where we are now. The lack of talent, you can see it pop all on the screen. No talent. If your head coach can sit up in this press conference and say Debo Samuels is is the fastest person and the most athletic person we have on this team, that is, I mean, not Debo Samuels, uh, Agnew. If he can say Agnew is the most talented and most athletic, fastest person we have on this team, something's wrong with that. Something is wrong with that. So hopefully, I know it don't. Get, we got Atlanta uh, next week, so hopefully we can do something with Atlanta because we both try, both teams try. So. Hopefully we can sneak out a win now, but really nothing much to talk about with the Jacksonville Jaguar D other than we suck and our fan base sucks. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have nothing to add but this one thing. Very interesting here in the city. Now, yesterday, my my oldest son, we had a gathering from him for his birthday, the big seven. He turned seven years old. And we went out and we went to uh, the Dave and Busters out here in the city. And David Busters is just one of those places where most people would go to have fun. Top golf, David Busters, something like that. Well, we pulled up around, I don't know, mid afternoon. And the entire Dave and Busters had been taken over by the 49ers Mafia. Now, when I say taken over, I mean the parking lot was full. You would have thought you were in Santa Monica, California. That's what you would have thought. The 49ers fans flooded Jacksonville, Florida this weekend. People at Dave and Buster's were saying, we're here to take over your city. And then when you watch the game today, what did you see? Red and gold, red and gold, red and gold, <laughs> red and gold. You heard more cheers than boos in our stadium. And it wasn't because the Jaguar fans were cheering for the 49ers. There were more 49er fans than the Jaguars. Pathetic. Pathetic. That was a that was a laughable mocking today. And not only today, they were flooding our city. That's what these teams think about the Jaguars. I mean, they had all the rooms locked down, the privacy room, the party room. They had a DJ and David Bustles. You see, I'm I'm not joking, man. I'm not exaggerating. You they were flooded in the building. If you wanted to get a table and get something to eat, it was a four and a half hour wait mm. because they had taken over. And then they got their money's worth today because the Jaguars got beat the bloody hell. 
by the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco gets the win. We're going to move on from that atrocity that took place today. We're going to run through a couple other scores, man, and we're going to get out of here. The Cardinals continue winning without Kyler Murray. This might be a team of destiny here, man. 13, I mean, 23 to 13 win over the Seattle Seahawks. I think Pete, Terrell, Pete Carroll's time in Seattle is done. I think it's time for him to move on. And you know what? Russell, Mil- Russell Wilson might need to stand on his guns this year and might be exploring his options mm-hmm. elsewhere. All right. Saints lose to the Philadelphia Eagles 40 to 29. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens find a way to win without their superstar quarterback. Mm-hmm. They need to get Lamar Jackson some immune system support. Something. Need to give him some Vitamins. They need to get that man some apple cider vinegar, some turmeric, some sea moss. They need to get this man some magnesium. Yeah, they need to get him some money too. They need. Yeah, well, he needs to get his <laughs> immune system right because every time I look around, he's sick. Get this man some men's one a day vitamins or something. The man immune system needs some help. I'm watching NFL countdown at 10 o'clock this morning. It's my breaking news. My so sick, he can't play. Lamar, you need to go vegan or something, brother. You can't be... <laughs> but somehow, some way they get the victory over the Chicago Bears, 16-13. Cam Newton is return as a starter. Falls is the old head coach, Ron Rivera. 27-21, the Washington football team gets the win. The Tennessee Titans get absolutely mm. stunned. By the Houston, Texas, very bad loss by the Titans. The Titans are trying to hang on to that number one seed in the AFC. Took a big loss today. They only won game out. They still got it, but they only won game out holding that uh, uh, top spot. Uh, Dolphins get the win 24-17. Browns beat the Lions 13-10. Great game in Minnesota. Packers pull it out. Late field goal 34-31 over the Green Bay Packers. Um, and tonight, Sunday Night Football, Steelers, Chargers, Black. By the time they hit this, that game be over. But who do you think win the game tonight, Steelers or the Chargers? Uh, Big Ben's back. I think uh, Pittsburgh will be a little energized, but they'll lose. They're they're going to be absent. JJ Watt, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's still tank game time. TJ Watt. TJ Watt. I'm sorry, he's game time decision. But uh, I like. I like the L.A. Chargers to make a statement on Sunday Night Football in their building. I think uh, Justin Herbert and those guys, they get the job done. Yeah, I'm with L.A. I think it's going to be a close, tight game. Big Ben is back. He is back. He was playing a, He was playing pretty good before he went out on the COVID list, but he's back. We'll have to kind of watch closer and see, but I think the Chargers eke out a win. Hey, uh, Las Vegas Chargers fans. I mean, Los Angeles Chargers fans. How about you go to the game? Man, you How know, about you go to the game? Man, you know them terrible towers taking over that stadium tonight, man. Tonight, they said in the building, 64% of the fans in the building tonight would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's horrible, man. On a Sunday man. night football game. I mean, I mean where are all the fans there from San Diego, man? I don't know. I don't know, bro. Oh, my goodness, So, that's man. what they said. 64% of the fans tonight will be Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Now, normally, we're done with the NFL, by the way, because I'm just itching to get to this. Now, normally we would, you know, play the NBA music, but I ain't playing the music. I ain't playing the music. Now, as I'm doing this show right alongside with Black, we get a notification. (laughs) We get a (laughs) notification. I can't even get the words out. We get a notification about the Los Angeles Lakers, man. Yeah, that's right. We're talking NBA now. Now, first... I'm ready to jump off the bandwagon. Why am I getting an alert about LeBron Raymond James, who, by the way, him and the Lakers are losing to the Pistons tonight by 15 as we currently speak. That's horrible, man. 
Why am I getting a notification that LeBron and Isaiah Stewart get into a scuffle? And I'm watching the video and I'm seeing how soft the Lakers really is, including LeBron. LeBron soft. Anthony Davis, you soft. Russell Westbrook, all y'all soft. This man out here running around here looking like a terrorist. To the Los Angeles Lakers. And I ain't trying to offend nobody because I know the word terrorist is sensitive. So I apologize if I offend anybody out there. But that's what it looked like on video. I'm sick of them, man. So this is what I'm doing. Black can talk about the NBA. Hey, I ain't talking about the Lakers, man. I ain't talking about them until we get to Christmas Day, man. I need a break. Friday night against the Boston Celtics was absolutely nasty. Yes, it was. LeBron come back looking sweet, hitting jumpers, dunking. I said, okay, we up 14 in the first quarter. Hmm. I go to bed and wake up, we lose by 25? Are you kidding me? I know we got to get it together. I know this takes time. But no, 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 no. These boys are looking like an expansion team out here. And I know Smooth is somewhere out there. <laughs> Chuckling up and you should be, my friend. Hope you're doing well out there. But Laker Nation, Laker Faithful, what are we supposed to think? This is bad. Stephen A said something that I hated that he said, but it's starting to resonate with me. LeBron James' window is closed, man. LeBron James is going to be stuck at four, man. Unless he leaves LA and he goes somewhere else. And we know he's not going to go nowhere else because he's going to be out there in L.A. Because that's where he wants to be post-career. This is off. Isaiah Stewart? And the Pistons led by a rookie, Kate Cunningham? They lost to the Thunder twice? You lost to the Celtics by 25 without Jalen Brown? You the seventh seed in the West, the eighth seed in the Western Conference? The Lakers can't be the seventh or the eighth seed in the playoffs this year. We got to be a top Three or four C in the playoffs. That's what we have to be. Utah not playing, man. Golden State not playing, bruh. And I know nobody wants to hear our cries about the Lakers, and I'm cool with that. You shouldn't want to hear our cries because we've been gloating for so long. But this is pathetic. I'm done with the Lakers. I ain't talking about them until Christmas. Black can talk about them. <laughs> but I ain't talking about it because this is pathetic. LeBron need to get right. He ain't being the leader. I ain't used to LeBron James team led like this. I ain't used to this. LeBron too like a days ago for me. He need to get in these boys' face and expect greatness. I don't see it from him. I don't see it from Anthony Davis who been flat out soft. Giannis Antetokounmpo uh. dropped 47 and 20 on this man. Anthony Davis had 18 and 6 and didn't go to the foul line? You didn't go to the foul line. That lets me know you're soft. You're not being aggressive. I'm done with them. They want to blame Russell Westbrook, and that's unfair. Don't blame Russell Westbrook, because it ain't him. It's everybody. And I'm done with the Lakers. Like anything on these bums. Man, it's, this is it's just pitiful. Pitiful everything. Pitiful is the word for this. Like, to watch them go through all this is what they're going through. I just can't believe it, man. And I would, <laughs> I'm one of the ones, man. See, I'm little, I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm a little worried. I know it's a long season. We got a lot of basketball to play, but man, to see the Lakers look look like this and starting and starting with the the Bucks at the beginning of the week, you just get Molly walked by the Bucks. 
I mean, Giannis just let you know why he's one of the best players in the world. Anthony Davis, where were you? But you want to cheer and hurrah because you got a dunk on uh, on Giannis from a chase down. Shut up. Please. No one cares. Like there's a lot of whining going on on the basketball court, D. A lot of finger pointing on the. It's no leadership in the locker room. LeBron James, get it together. Please, bro. You could have set out more games for this. Exactly. Stay, stay seated. Oh. So you come back. You get beat by 25 to the Boston Celtics. Now, on this Sunday evening, you are letting the Detroit Pistons get in your head, and you're losing by 15 points to the Detroit Pistons. One of the worst teams in the league. One of the worst teams in the league. You know what, Lakers? No, you're one of the worst teams in the league. Because you disgust me. Disgusting. Some things need to change, D. Frank Vogel, you own a clock. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you the head coach anymore? They have man. to get this together, man. All man. these vets. I wasn't expecting this with all these vets on this Me team. Either. Me either. Me either, man. No, this make you this make you miss Cools. This make you miss uh Caruso. Caruso. What's my other man name? KCP. KC. This make you miss them guys. For this? D, I ain't impressed, man. Nah, man. I ain't impressed. And 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 if this gonna continue, I ain't gonna be I ain't gonna be watching Christmas Day. I'm gonna be watching the Christmas Day parade, my boy. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what I'm gonna be doing. Yeah, man. I'm gonna be sitting in my garage sipping on some yak. <laughs> and hopefully they have a sat a Saturday NFL football game on Christmas. I'll, I'll be watching watch that. Sick. This is this is just this is just crazy, man. What's going on with the Lakers? And I was telling I was telling I was telling people at work, man. I was like, man, I got a funny feeling after seeing how that game went with the Bucks and then Boston. It don't look good. I don't like the way it's looking. I know it's a long season. It's a lot of ball to play. They telling me, Ernest, you just need to chill. It's gonna be all right. LeBron gonna get it together. Well, I ain't seeing nothing that makes me believe that. Nothing, bro. I'm not impressed. LeBron, you should be shaming yourself getting into it with this second or third year player, Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart. Stewart Want to ejected. get a man in airborne, get ejected. When have you ever been ejected in your life? Your whole career. This is the first time I ever heard about you being ejected. You should be shamed. I agree. I agree. D, something got to change, man. I know it's a long season, but not liking what I'm seeing from the Lakers here. Yeah, man. It's, 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 it's terrible, man. It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's very, very terrible. And like I said, man, I'm not joking, man. I mean, you got a lot of great stories in the NBA right now. Steph Curry is playing amazing. The Wars are doing excellent, man. You got some great basketball being played out here. Teams like the Wizards, uh, the Miami Heat, look like the Brooklyn Nets are starting to get it together. I mean, you got some great basketball, and then you got this team. Look at the Phoenix Suns, 10-11 straight in a row. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the Nuggets. I mean, you got a lot of teams out here. They missing stars. They missing pieces, but we can't. Look at the Clippers. <laughs> they playing well. But what we, what we got? Why we got to be Frankie V? Coaching. What are we doing? Genie Bus. Genie Bus. Don't wait till it's too late. 
If you got to let him go, let him go now. Let him go now. That's all I'm going to say. Moving on from the god-awful Los Angeles Lakers. And by God, Clay Thompson got cleared to start practicing fully today. <laughs> he has been cleared to practice full goal. It's only a matter of time. The Golden State Warriors. You think the Golden State Warriors won't put the LA Lakers like they misery in a one versus eight matchup in the Western mm. Conference mm. and send LeBron on his way? Because you know if LeBron get done in this year, I'm just going to keep it real. Guess what LeBron career going to turn into after this year if he gets uh, put out unceremoniously? Oh, he'll just be a ticket attraction now. He'll turn into what Kobe Bryant was when Kobe Bryant was playing his last couple of years in the league. Just an attraction. That's what he's going to turn into. LeBron? Show me, show me otherwise, man. Show us otherwise. All right, moving forward, man. We're going to talk some boxing, man. And then we're going to get out of here. I'm just so pissed off, man. <laughs> that Isaiah... What his name is, bro? Stewart. Isaiah Stewart. That video could piss me off. <laughs> it really did. It just really changed my mood towards this show today. Seeing Westbrook and AD, they running like some little schoolgirls. LeBron getting held back by one referee 30 feet back after he dropped the elbow on this kid. What's up with y'all, man? Let me stop talking about that, man, before I get uh, uh, excommunicated from the podcast community, man, before I go off here. When I beat Bernard Hopkins and the IBF, the right was hurt, beat him with the left. Y'all must have forgot, 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 forgot. Hey, this is Deuce Lunch. Y'all must have forgot, forgot, hey, bro, forgot. Hey, listening to the sports desk. All right, Black, let's get into the boxer world. Now, last night on pay-per-view, we had a very entertaining fight for the most part. Uh, Young Gun, Terrence Crawford, uh, you know, trying to state his claim as the best pound for pound in sport against a very game Sean Porter. Terrence Crawford getting the job done in the 10th round uh, by TKO. Um, Very weird ending to that fight. Very weird um, post fight <laughs> and very weird uh, conversations from Sean Porter, Sean Porter's father, his cornerman after uh, the fight. But all in all, let's start with Terrence Crawford. One black. I know you're a big fan. How did Crawford look to you last night? How did you gauge the fight, especially in the first two to three rounds, and then seeing how the fight ended in the tenth round in the TKO? Uh, if, if I had to, if I had the greatest performance, I give him a B minus. He still he he looked like he had set out for a while, yeah, a little rusty, you know. But Sean Porter is a tough fighter, man. Very tough. Like he gonna bring the fight to you, but like like it always happened in Sean in in uh, Crawford fights. He start out slow. And then he go to switching. Southpaw, regular stand. What? Look, the kid is talented, man. And um, for him to adjust and and make Sean Porter be thinking and knock him down, like, it's insane. Sean Porter has never been stopped in none of his fights in his career. Never. And Terrence Crawford was able to do that. Yeah. And I'm not mad at uh, Sean Porter's uh, father stopping the fight. Because if you tell me that you know your son and you know he ain't prepared right for this fight, you could put him in harm's way. 
Yeah, very great danger. That's still my child at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And if he ain't preparing and he, quote unquote, like his father say, think he's better than, he's got a lot going on, he ain't focused the way he need to be focused, this it, son. I ain't finna sit you, let you sit here. And like uh, Crawford said, his dad made the right decision because I was coming with vengeance. And that's what we seeing from Terrence Crawford these days. It might not look pretty in the beginning. But once he gets going, this kid is unstoppable, man. Now, I got a few things real quick I need to say, D. Mm. Earl Spence, you've been put on notice today by me. Mm. If you and Terrence Crawford can't find a way to make this happen, this would be awful for boxing. Bob Aram, you disgust me. You got this man to sign with you and, and promised him you would deliver him Earl Spence, but you didn't. You did not. And now it's too late because he's going to leave and go somewhere to someone who can deliver him Earl Spence. Can get it done. His contract was up at the last night. That was the last fight. Bob Aram, you failed. You failed. Now you're going to lose your best fighter. Mm-hmm. And on your only host for top rank is Tyson Fury. Mm-hmm. And what do we have to look for for Tyson Fury? It ain't Anthony Joshua. He already beat Deontay Wilder three times. What's left? What's left for you? Boxing need this, but I like what I'm seeing from Terrence Crawford. Canelo, thank you for doing what you did with Oscar De La Hoya when they promised you things and they didn't come through. Mm-hmm. Because you see, this is what you're seeing with Terrence Crawford. He's going to go somewhere where people can deliver what he wants. Mm-hmm. If Terrence Crawford, if, if HBO never folded, Terrence Crawford would have Earl Spence by now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Earl Spence, you got to get it felt together. All that talk about going to 154 and potentially fight Canelo. I don't want to hear it until you fight Terrence Crawford. For sure. This is a fight that needs to be made, D. Why can't we get it now? Mm -hmm. And and I understand Terrence Crawford. The man is 34 years old. He got two good years, two two good years left, maybe three. Mm -hmm. He's 34. Earl Spence, you ain't even in your 30s yet. Mm -hmm. Both of y'all at the top of your game. Why not make this happen? Mm -hmm. This for all the marbles. This legacy, man. This is legacy. Even though, even though Crawford set his legacy last night by beating a guy like Sean Porter and stopping him who's never been stopped. Earl Spence, you struggled. You struggled Again, with Sean Porter. He did. And this man stopped him. Put him on his butt. Earl Spence, here from the sports desk, you've been put on notice. Mm-hmm. All that when he called you out and you want to be like he a bum and you want to walk out the arena, you disgust me. Mm-hmm. You should have been walking up in that ring saying, let's get this thing done. Saying I'm next. Mm-hmm. This is what you always talk about, D-Boxing. Never gets the fight that they need. Mm-hmm. And this one looks like it's going to, it's going to be one we're going to have to sit and wait and hopefully hoping and praying that Crawford go over to Al Heyman and Al Heyman say, I got you, kid. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make this happen for you because that's the only way it's going to happen if you go over there with Al Heyman. Great fight by Terrence Crawford. 
Love to fight And Sean Porter Every time he fight it's going, I'm going to be sad To see Terrence I mean Sean Porter go He retired after the fight It's time But he has a career In broadcasting For boxing That's paying him A lot of good money So I don't blame him mm-hmm. For doing what he's doing I'd rather uh, broadcast And talk about boxing To get my head beat in <laughs> For sure But so. great fight D Terrence Crawford Has arrived And always been there He finally got the fight He needed Needed to submit himself As one of boxing's best yeah, well said. I don't really have a lot more to add. I just got two things myself. And like you said, we always talk about this with the sport of boxing. That's why the sport's dying. That's why the sport is dying. That's why sport boxing is not attractive anymore to the common person. When you look at the UFC, common folk love it. We ain't talking about the diehard fans. We're talking about common folk. Who don't know nothing about the sport, but pay attention every single month to a UFC pay-per-view. We get it all the time. We get the biggest and the baddest guys every single month fighting. We always get it. In boxing, Khabib and McGregor wouldn't have never happened. In boxing. In boxing, we wouldn't have never, ever, ever got Cain Velasquez versus Junior Dos Santos. We wouldn't have got that in boxing. You wouldn't have never got Amanda Nunez versus Chris Cyborg if they was dealing with boxing. I hear me. Sh- I mean, uh, uh, Bob Aaron trash. The hell with Bob Aaron. His time is up. He's sitting up looking like a fool. He's sitting up there looking like a straight donkey last night. While Terrence Crawford distancing while he's sitting five feet away. Calling you knew that out. was coming. You knew that was coming, Bob. <laughs> This is why boxing is garbage. Bob Harum, he do what he do to try to... These guys on the Bob Harum, they duck, they duck. They, I'm just going to call it what it is. His fighters duck. They don't do it personally. He do it for them. It's about the money in boxing. And cool, get your paper. This is a dangerous sport. You need to get your... If you can get 15 to $18 million a fight, you need to get it. But for Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford to not even have fought yet... Did we get three fights with Triple G and Canelo? <laughs> Two. <laughs> that was the fight that they said Canelo needed on his resume. It happened twice. And it took him to leave Oscar to get it. It happened twice. <laughs> we got Deontay. We got Deontay Wilder in Fury three times. We getting certain fights that need to happen. We are getting them, but we not getting the fights. This is a crime, man. You see how beautiful Terrence Crawford took Sean Porter out last night? And Earl Spence sitting up here like he bigger than the sport. You ain't bigger than the sport. If I'm Earl Spence after a near-death experience, I'm trying to fight whoever to stake my claim. Hmm. I ain't messing with Earl Spence like that. He turned me off. And I hope the next time he get in there, somebody check his soul and see where he really at. Because I know who it won't be next. Mm. It won't be Terrence Crawford. Because if anybody can wipe that smile off his face, it'll be Bud. He'd be the one because he a gangster for real. And he bought that in that ring. It ain't no beauty pageant in there when it comes to Terrence Crawford. Mm. It's a beauty pageant with Earl Spence. Mm. But I want to see it. And I hope we get to see it. Top rank, they just need to go on and have a for sale sign up on their front lawn. <laughs> you lost Terrence Crawford. Tyson Fury ain't got no mega fight coming up. Who are you going to fight next? Who? Who are we going to fight? That people want to see. 
So the coronation that Tyson Fury about to have against his kid who got all the belts, ain't nobody finna watch that. That fight finna be on three three o'clock on on uh uh the zone <laughs> on a Saturday. Ain't nobody finna watch that, man. You know what people gonna say? Oh, I ain't know Tyson Fury had all the belts. That's what they gonna say, and that's a shame. But Bob Arum, he gonna see up there. <laughs> Boxing is garbage. All praise and respect to Dana White. I wish he was in the boxing game. Because mm. in a million years, none of you would have thought you would have got McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. Mm. Come on, man. You got Floyd in here fighting the MMA guy. But we can't get Earl and Bud? I'm done with Aaron, man. And I'm done with boxing if they can't get this done. This is the next mega fight. Canelo did what he was supposed to do. You wanted Canelo Triple G, you got it twice. Fury and Wilder, you needed it, you want it, it happened. Three times. Who else is there? What's the next super fight in the divisions? Who's next? It's Terrence Crawford and it's Earl Spence. And I hope it gets done. But I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. That's why I'll probably be watching... Uh, what's Jake Paul and <laughs> what's the Fury brother name? I mean, what's Tyson Fury little brother? Who is it? Um, uh, Jake Fury. Yeah, whoever he is. That's what. That's what we gonna be sub- subjected to. Wow. That's what we gonna be subjected to on December 18th. Watching Darren Williams versus Frank Gore. That's what we gotta watch. Oh man! But in the UFC. We get mega fights. Mm-hmm. We just watch Kobe and Usman do it again. The two best welterweights in the world. And before that, we got Mavidal and Usman. And before that, we keep getting it over and over again in MMA. And we about to get it again we in Poirier versus we, Oliveira. We get it all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm worn out, man. That's great, man. I I'm love it. it. I'm worn out. That's great, D. I'm worn out, I man. I love it, man. The last 30 minutes of this show have just <laughs> worn me out, and that's why we done. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of the Sports Desk is now complete. All right, so, hey, man, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. Shout out to Fred DeBest for calling in. We really enjoy it. Always talking to Fred. Um, Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays from the Sports Desk. Really, really, really hope you guys enjoy your time with your family and your loved ones. We really, really appreciate that. We really, really appreciate all the love and support. We really appreciate just the time that we get with our families. We just really appreciate just being thankful, man. It's just a great time of year, especially the older you get in life. You know, all the things you see happening in the world and the things that go on around you. When you get this time of year, you know, it's really good. It's just a really good opportunity, man. And we just hope all of our listeners out there enjoyed their time. Black, anything before we get out of here? Yeah, man. Just want to wish all our uh, loved ones and our listeners and their families, man, our supporters, a happy Thanksgiving, man. Like D say, man, it's, it's, this is a great time of year. Spend with your family. Just all the love in the air, man. And we wish y'all all the best in, in the holidays, especially on Thanksgiving and, and, and Christmas. But uh, appreciate all the love and support we get from y'all, man, here at the Sports Desk. Um, We're going to keep giving y'all giving y'all what we got, man, and giving y'all good content. We appreciate all the love that we get from y'all. 
Absolutely, absolutely. All right, guys. So unless there's some breaking news, this will be the only one you get from the sports stage this week. We're going to enjoy our time with our family and our loved ones as well. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dedrick Hicks Jr. Be sure to check out the uh, RL Sports Desk page on Instagram to be updated on when the shows drop. Black, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BlackNL3. Man, y'all hit me up. Let's talk about it. Yes, yes. All right, you guys take care of yourselves. Be cool. And we'll be seeing you guys on the very next episode of the sports desk. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on, man. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. New sports desk.